Hello and welcome to the Developing Dads podcast. I'm your host Neil and alongside my brother Gordon, we're going to explore life as two young dads trying to figure this whole parenting thing out. Join us every Monday where we aim to share our thoughts on how we raise our families, invest our time and explore things that interest us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Developing Dads podcast, episode number 85, 85 of the Developing Dads podcast. This is uh, Friday evening. Neil's got a beer. I have a beer. What are you drinking, Neil? Are you having anything uh, anything particularly tasty or you having something, you having a, what are you having a can of? Oh, you're back. Um, I have a can of Hazy Jane. Nice. I'm having a mad squirrel, which is a Costco Costco jobby. Um, it's very, it's very, very good actually. You can buy a case of it for I think it costs less, just just about a pound a can. Wow, that's all right. Do you have a Costco membership? Um, we do. Yeah, we we go sometimes. I find the meat's really good, but you've got to just buy a lot of it at once. Um, oh yeah, you, you know, you walk in there and you you buy fourteen thousand uh, kitchen towels. You don't just buy, you know, yeah. pack six. Yeah, um, and like the kids, the kids enjoy it. The kids like t- tasting the free things and like seeing the massive, just like massive box of marshmallows and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say we shop regularly. I mean, you see people that clearly go there every week and just fill their trolleys with the shite. But we're not. Oh yeah, no, that. I don't. I, I we I go probably once a quarter, yeah, and stock up on all the kind of random things. And you got to be you got to be sensible because you've got to look at the prices and be like, well, it's you know unit price compared to Tesco's. It's got to be cheaper, and it's maybe it probably works out a couple of quid cheaper every so often. But I think I'd just rather have less trips to Tesco's yeah. and buy yeah. toilet roll and crap. It's quite satisfying when you've got like loads of detergent and fair liquid or whatever just yeah. stocked in the house. Exactly. Um, and I've also got a uh, wee dram. Wow! So I've got a a coal a coalila for tonight. Eighteen an eighteen year old. So nice. Yeah, I just fancied a fancy one. So yeah, episode number eighty five. Uh, we are titling this one, or we're going to be talking about um, self care for dads. This was Neil using ChatGPT to try and work out what we should talk about. And to be fair, self care is all right. Mental health for fathers and how to prioritize it. So he's used uh, yeah ChatGPT to come up with some ideas on on bits and pieces. I've added a little bit at the end. I was kind of curious to see where I could explore some some things. Um, as always with the uh, Developing Dads podcast, we do try and catch up and find out how we are and what we've been up to and what we've been doing. So Neil, what um, what you been doing? What been doing? Um, well, a highlight definitely was last week. I went to the yearly a- Brewdog AGM which they hosted at their Ellen Brewery um, up in Aberdeenshire. Me and a friend, Callum, um, decided to drive all the way up. And then, yeah, it was just a, a great day out. Really well organised. About They said 3,000 people. I don't know, I'd say maybe more like 2,000-ish, but it was just awesome. Great music, cheap alcohol. Um, James did a Q&A, which was nice. He was around quite a lot, which, again, I don't know like if anyone's, or you've probably seen it as well, but the BBC documentary kind of shamed him and apparently the BBC are going to come out with more um, soon about him and some scandals but I just think and it'd be interested to see your opinion on this like if he's if he's if he's that bad a guy and he's got that much to hide why does he make himself so public in these like big events like he's literally at the bar having beers with with fans like denial yeah maybe ego or People at AGM are obviously fans of Brewdog and won't say anything. Well, not necessarily. I mean, I'm sure there's BBC undercover reporters that will get tickets somehow at these events. But it, yeah, I mean, like, what? What's the? Do you know what the latest is going to be about him? Is it? No. So interestingly, they had a mental health stand um, at the Brewdog thing because they like talking about that now. And there was a mental health advocate. There and apparently they have ten percent of their workforce are mental, mental health first aiders, and they were talking about like he was talking about how Brewdog are kind of leading the way and stuff like that. And then I asked him what he thought about the BBC scandal and what it kind of undercover uncovered, and he said he couldn't really talk about it. But um, apparently BBC are releasing something else about Brewdog that they've 
uncovered. Yeah, I don't really know what to say. I mean, it's it's kind of. I think anyone, anyone who, anyone, any person, like not just male or female, anyone that amasses a an audience who mass who he builds a business that gets to a billion dollar valuation. Yeah, it's got. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Right, there's some there's something wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I think that's a, I think that's a bad thing to say because there's not necessarily something wrong with you, but there's there's something that's not uh, neurotypical, I guess. You know, there's not something that's kind of uh, that is behaviour that would be common in an across society. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's positives that come from that where you will outstrip and outperform a lot of the people that you're around but equally there's probably a an equal opposite equal and opposite reaction to the traits that make you great there's probably traits that make you a, a not very nice person to be quite frank yeah so that, that gets amplified when you're owning a big business and you're a character and you have an audience is. right yeah all of that and you know it's kind of it's kind of like if, if you want to be the top of that tree of like a billion pound billion dollar worth a company uh you're gonna you're gonna have to, to be you're going to be different there's no way that you're going to be just to have an employee mindset there's no way that you're going to uh demand less or more or you're not going to be able to communicate properly like there's, there's probably certain behaviors that that you regardless of whether or not you're a whatever you are there's, there's probably like using power and all that kind of thing like like lizzo or something the uh, oh, singer yeah. was in the news today like or yesterday talking about like sexual harassment and bullying and all sorts of bits and pieces so you know it's it goes across the board um so i yeah i guess it's kind of i don't sympathize at all and i think there's some of it it's kind of like he's trying to clearly he's obviously not realized how bad he was or he's done something very wrong or he has realized not done anything about it and now he's been called out on it and now he's trying to you know recover in a sense yeah. yeah so i think there's i think there's probably there's probably a lot going on in like i don't know bad shit happens yeah like pe along, people along are not nice <laughs> yes people are not nice yeah uh and if you if you don't like it then fine like complain about it go to the police do what you need to do but i just yeah like i i, I do i need to read about it i don't care like it's not like I'm sorry if you you were in the back end of James Watt and his horrible tirades or bullying or whatever else, but at the same time it's like, is it really newsworthy? Is the B, the BBC really are spending my tax paying money <laughs> yeah, following exactly. following round a brewer yeah, and reporting on it? Yeah, mad. Is that re is that really news that I want to hear about? Like, yeah. you know. Uh, so I guess, I guess that's part it. of it, but. Did did the um did the AGM not be as big as it was because it used to be like this massive thing in Aberdeen, wasn't it? Like a yeah, so they used to do ten thousand people at the AACC, but they um they tried to get to the new AACC, which is a, a bigger complex. Um, I can't remember how much Aberdeen Council wanted for hosting it there. It was just an obscene amount of money that Brewdog weren't willing to pay, and they always make a loss in these things. Um, but yeah, so they just decided to do a, a bit of a smaller one. Um, but still, yeah, still very good. Did a brewery tour, so I did a brewery tour about ten years ago, and I did another one last weekend. And the difference is just mad. Like just seeing the expansion, they've, they've bought out like most of the companies around this industrial estate, and just like bolted on bits to like make a bigger cannon line, make more things to keep keep beer. And yeah, it's just a mad story. And the fact that they've kind of taken over Ellen Industrial Estate, it's pretty cool. And I came home. Um, and I got a sickness bug, just a standard dad like dad thing. Every three to six months, you get something that's that's minging. Um, so the kids had it. Rebecca got away with it, um, but I got floored. I think it was a mixture of like beer, lots and lots of beer, and then coming home and just feeling a bit queasy. So yeah, Sunday was a bit of a write off Sunday night, and then into a busy week at work. I think it's. I think there's a summer cold because I had something. Olivia's had something. Uh, Laura's had something. So. <laughs> Yeah, like who knows where these things come from? To be perfectly honest, like, I know. but yeah, no, it, yeah, I, I had something as well. 
and then I had a work colleague who stayed with stayed a work friend shouldn't call him a colleague who came up from London he had a wedding so he stayed at mine and we went we had chilled hung out today went for a swim he's into sea swimming as well which is nice went for coffee just chilled out and we're we're, we're packing for a trip we've got we're going to I, I it's actually pronounced Isla it's spelt Isla but the the island of Isla which um the whiskey you're drinking is from and I'll be visiting their distillery probably won't do a tour look at that because I've done tours look at that awesome <laughs> So yeah, we're going there uh, for six days, leaving Sunday. Wow. Wow. So this is the proper summer holidays now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, we're almost at the end of summer holidays in Scotland. Like England's oh. way, way behind or whatever. Scotland's ahead. So yeah, this, the kids go back to school in a week and a half. Wow. So Wow. That's over. <laughs> well, you get you get you get um you get some free time now, isn't it, basically, where the, the, the kids now get babysat free. Yeah, it's a bit mad. And like on Fridays, normally I get I don't work Fridays, obviously, but um, at lunchtime, twelve o'clock, the kids come, the boys come out of nursery, but they're going to be in school until like quarter past three. I'm not going to know what to do with myself. Well, Sounds well, great, Neil. I'll, I'll find out, but yeah, they're very excited. They got school shoes and they're all sorted, all equipped now. Um, but yeah, that's my week. How's, very good. How's your week been? Uh, I came off the back of last week was mental. Uh, I Recording had lots. One, one, two, uh, three, four. I had five shoots out of seven last week, which was pretty. It's, it's very intense, in fact, like super intense. And then there's also the the, the shoot thing is kind of interesting because it's like, oh, you just do the shoot and that's it. But no, no, it's like I've got to charge all the batteries, prep all the kit, make sure it's all organized, uh, do all like the memory cards and stuff, plan and prep for everything, like travel and just there's just a lot to it. And last week it was just pretty hellish, to be honest, like hardcore. And then this week's been not too dissimilar because I've had to catch up with all the stuff that I hadn't done. I had a shoot yesterday in Wigan. I've been chasing my tail with a few bits because I'm working with a... I'm working with a, an insurance company to do something, but they're kind of the feedback's okay, but it's kind of convoluted and it's not like kind of quite direct, which is kind of hard. And they want like all these kind of things that don't really work. And I it just it, it, it's just hard. Like it's hard is that quite to a big, manage like, it. Commercial all. insurance company, reasonably big, not like a, a ginormous one. They specialize part of them to specialize in things like cycling insurance. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're doing something else with uh, a thing they're launching. It's supposed to be launching on Sunday, but I'm kind of like behind on the editing thing that they need. And it's just all a bit like hardcore. And then it's kind of uh, like, you know, you do a couple of days and then I was looking at Olivia all day on Wednesday and then that, that sets me back. And then I had it all day in Wigan yesterday and the train was really, really busy. So it was difficult to do work on the train because you're kind of cramped in. And then today has kind of been trying to catch up and get the work done. But then I've had, you know, four calls all day because I've got a that's a good thing but I've got a VAT register now so I had to have a call with my accountant and get all that sorted and covered Um, and then yeah so I'll probably have to do a bit of work tomorrow and then a little bit of work to try and get this thing over the line before Sunday so one of those one of those weeks yeah yeah busy but you know it is what it is right I own my own business and sometimes it's going to be busy no socialising no going out um no, actually, I've done any socialising this week. It's been just work. Tomorrow, we're supposed to be going to some farm, but the weather looks atrocious, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, I, however, I have Neil. I um, there's a friend of mine who's on Instagram. He, he often shows us uh, his pizza making skills. Oh, and he's got his own like pizza recipe, pizza dough recipe, and it looks really good, like really nice looking dough. And I was like, right, I want to try that. That looks really cool. So I got the recipe off him. So I've started it today. You do the uh, poolish. What's that? It's a sloppy mixture of uh, oh, okay, yeah, e- yeah. equal parts water and flour, and then two grams of yeast. And just leave it to ferment overnight or something. Yeah. So I you leave it to sit for an hour, and now it's just sitting in the fridge for twenty four hours. And then uh, tomorrow we'll add like three hundred and ninety grams of flour and <laughs> a bunch of salt and some more water and stuff, right? And then mix it all up and then put it oil a bowl, olive oil a bowl and then stick it in there and again let it sit for an hour and then stick it in the fridge for 16 to 24 hours. Wow. And then and then take it out and then cook it basically. So that's Sunday's dinner pizza. 
uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we're going to have that for Sunday afternoon. I just quite fancied it because I bought the, you know, the ready rolled stuff or the stuff that's already oh, done. Horrendous. Like it's fine, but it's not, it's not, hopefully it's not as good as this. So we're going to try that and then see if, uh, if it works. It's a super simple recipe, right? It's just, uh, you just, it just needs time. Yeah. So if it means I, if I can make it and it works, then I'll definitely do it again. Nice. And then we've got to go to a friend's christening party on um on sunday that's uh <laughs> that's pretty much it yeah which well, you know fair standard yeah standard, that, that, that yeah, that's it, you know, honestly it's just a boring like last week was mental this week's been really busy i've got to catch up with a whole bunch of stuff uh, i don't know when i'm gonna be able to do it uh <laughs> <laughs> at least like i don't know with the podcast and like listening to your work load it kind of definitely goes up and down like some weeks you're like i haven't really done much and like it's been quite chilled and working from home but. yeah i know and and I, I can't really complain like to to be in the like my year my year runs november to november don't ask me why and and to be in a position where i'm vat registering tells me that something's going right yeah, and I, I, I and I don't feel and I don't feel like this all of the time. Like the past yeah. two weeks have just been busy, and I don't feel like this all the time. Whereas previously, most of my life was like this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 technically earning more and working less, and that's with just I've been my target this year was to be more organised, to be more uh, systematised, to be more pragmatic, to be much more uh, business orientated. It's paying off, right? Yeah, working less, earning more. Like that's that's what you want from your company, from your business. I got two people that work for me, potentially a third, based on. I told you I sold a unlimited package today. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that. This is good. This is this is good shit. It's just fucking stressful <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, it's kind of it, really. To be honest, um, yeah, it's just just a busy time, like keep up with stuff get it done get it over the line um f- experiencing things when the difference is like when you work with when you work with like young entrepreneurs and especially in the fitness industry where they're kind of adopting certain they're quite young and early adopters to platforms and things they're not they're not particularly organized so then they don't really ask for feedback or want changes in some of the work that you're doing so it's just kind of like rolls out the door right whereas when it comes to corporate stuff they're less aligned with what they want, not only just because uh, it's, it's kind of like a transient product or thing they're trying to come up with or launch for the first time, but equally they, they're not succinct with the current updated trends of platforms and editing and yeah. you know things that they could do or not do or how much they cost or how much they don't cost or whatever else. And then even modern platforms of feedback, like I've got certain ways you can give me feedback, which is much more succinct and much faster, but again, not so up to date with it. So it makes it a bit more challenging for me. So I have to read an email that says at, you know, time 24, you need to cut this out and change that. And you're like, yeah, (laughs) here we are. Nice. Here we are. Anyway, Anyway. talking about self-care for men. So this was, um, although ChatGBT helped me with this topic, there's been a few a few dads in my close circle going through some pretty pretty rough times. Um, men, rough times, m- mentally rough times. Yeah, why um, are they rough? I can't can't really. I mean, they they listen to the podcast. So I don't think they'd appreciate me sharing it. But just in general, like going through a bit of a Gen- general Neil, what what kind of things in your periphery <laughs> are people suffering with? <laughs> I guess like the the pressures of life. It's very generic, but just lots of things going on, lots of things happening. Are they in the right job? Are they in the right relationship? All that kind of stuff. Um, oh wow! So yeah, qu- qu- quite deep. But I like I, I struggle to. I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but we just go men just go into well, just write a list or just tick a box or just do something or go for a run or go for a walk or, and I struggle to as Steve Bartlett says a lot, just get into the trenches or Simon Sinek, just like sit in the mud. I think Simon's famous for saying, sit in the mud with your, with your friends and, and just listen. And I, I, I think I'm getting better, but anyway, when chat GBT 
gave me one of the topic ideas for self-care for men, I thought, yeah, that's that's a pretty poignant topic in my life right now. Do you, be, do you not do you not think though that like the things you've just described are just a, a, a band aid? Like it's a distraction, right? So yeah. like exercise, yeah. exercise is a distraction. It's not. Yeah. It's not really a solution. Yeah, you know, it's like let's let's do something that's painful. Because if I, if I only have to think about one thing, then I don't have to think about anything else. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's kind of a quadrant thing that's kind of interesting about how to work out. Like there's a few other things. Actually, that's a good point. Let's start with something useful. It's like if you are defining yourself in a predicament where you don't know what to do, like how how do you have you have you ever explored how to figure out what to choose and what to do? Um, I generally take advice from my peers, write it down, think of the pros and cons. Yeah, that's my. Yeah, if I'm in a bit of a rut, I'll write things down, think of the pros and cons, speak to my peers, see what they think, and action something because there's a few there's a few things you can do is like if you and you're in this but it's that kind of wide question isn't it of am i doing the right job or am i spending the time like because that's am i doing the right job is not so much the right job is it am i spending my time the way i want to yeah yeah it's really the the, the question it's not like no one loves the work but if your work was 50 percent good and 49 percent bad great <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect yeah uh so there's kind of like the ideal week thing have you ever written out your, like your ideal week yeah i think was that on die with zero i'm sure i did it when i read that book a couple of years ago now i'm sure i just took a one uh apple note and wrote down my ideal week well we talked i know we actually I, I remember exactly when we talked about it you asked me that question when we were doing an episode in the bakery that was years ago well not years ago obviously but last year an episode in the bakery, and one of the questions you asked me was, "What would you, what would be your ideal week?" So yeah, I thought about it. So what what is your ideal week then? Um, I think having having more free time than time that I need to commit to a job or an employer, and um, being some kind of advisor to companies or some like just do some kind of consultancy two or three days a week. Um, and the, but the majority of my time is spent, I don't know, doing hobbies, like learning something or spending time with family or traveling or just, yeah. But but that's, that's one way, you know, if you write that down and you kind of, you take your calendar or you literally take a calendar, like sometimes you can, you know, take those weekly calendars and they've got the time next to it and then the days. Like if you just sat down and worked out like on a Monday, this is the kind of thing I want to be doing on a Tuesday, this is the kind of thing I want yeah. to be doing up to all the way up to Sunday. And then if your present day doesn't necessarily align with that, then what are you doing to try and get to that? You know, if I appreciate this, you can't just obviously quit your job and whatever else, <laughs> but are you, but, but, but could, could you be, you know, could you set in line something that allows you to stop working for a period of time? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like savings or learn another skill in the evenings or, it's you know, all these kind of like, or, yeah. yeah, like all this kind of like, oh, my ideal week would be traveling a bit more. Okay. Well, can you speak to your boss about taking a, Friday off, yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, the ideal week thing is is definitely something that I think has helped me understand like what am I enjoying, what am I not enjoying, and even just questioning what I'm doing. Um, and large parts of it usually end up being things like family, you know, going to major sporting events when whenever I want to or whenever I can, you know, uh, yeah. or whenever I want to. To be honest, it's a flexible, you know, those kind of things. It? Yeah, it's like next weekend. Next week, I really want to go and see Oppenheimer. Because they've they've filmed it on uh, IMAX, but not just IMAX, but IMAX film, so seventy millimeter film. I saw the that. Yeah, I saw that going around. Which is the equivalent of like twelve K. Wow. Yeah. So we still feel like film is still a higher, like digital resolution than digital. Did not know that. But was it not something like seven miles or some kind of massive? Of the like, oh, if you insane. Roll, roll out the film, some kind of massive, massive amount of distance. It's insane. So next Wednesday at 11 a.m., I'm going to go and see Oppenheimer IMAX 70 millimeter. Like nice. that's an ideal week thing, right? Just because Olivia's at, Olivia's at grandma's, uh, at Nana's, and I've got a business that allows me to just go and do what the hell I want. Um, so that's a good thing. Like if any of your friends are struggling with that kind of stuff, it's like, right, here you go. Like 
what's your ideal week look like? Because that will then at least you could go backwards and be like, set some practical solutions yeah, yeah, yeah. to be able to go from there. Uh, other ones are like gravestone things. Like if you if you had something written in your gravestone, what would it be, Neil? Like three things. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, loving father, supportive, supportive dad. Say, yeah, I don't know, great friend. So like loving father, supporting husband, and great friend. Yeah. There like you go. I, I I definitely been trying to be those three things more and more as I get older. And more and more as I get kind of more mature in my life. What about you? Yeah, that, yeah pretty much the same thing, really. Uh, I think I think I'd probably change. Like great friends, good. I like that one. I'd I'd like to include it, but I'd probably like I'd probably like give it a go. Yeah, took a risk. You know, well, no, no, just give it a go. Just whatever, whatever comes up, if there's something new, if there's something I've never done before, or there's an idea in my head, or a thing that's kind of in front of me, did, did I give it a go? Did I, did I, did I at least just kind of put, dip, my, put, dip my foot in and see what could happen? Yeah, that's fair. Um, there's another one by uh, Alex Ramosi. I don't know if it's by him, but he does like quadrants. So it's like high impact, low effort, high impact, high effort. Uh, low impact, high effort, low impact, low effort. So in effect, like the thing that you do, how much impact is it going to have? Yeah, on the overall goal to... Cu- coupled with the effort aspect of things. So if you have an idea, like usually it results in you actually just doing more of the thing you do, but better. Yeah. Like if you don't like the job you're doing, well, could you get better at it? <laughs> Yeah, because usually or change uh, jobs. Pa- yeah, usually passion is a side effect of mastery. Like if you get good good at something, it's quite you feel good about it, right? So you become reasonably passionate about it. So yeah, those are those are potentially three things you could consider, I guess, isn't it? Right? Is uh, what does your ideal week look like? What does your gravestone look like? And then if you do have an idea of what you want to focus on, then look at how much impact it has and how much effort it's going to take. Yeah, I, th- I think that's solid advice. And um, one thing I thought about just when I looked through the chat GBT um, script it gave me was like having open communication or op- open conversations with, with your partner. So I, I know it was one of those reels I saw or LinkedIn things, but it was some kind of relationship psychologist that was going, that was answering a question on a podcast. And the question was like, h- how do you and your husband have things so tight and, and work together so well. And she came out with that they're very open in terms of how they're feeling in that moment. So an example she gave was she was coming home this, with... This is Brene Brown. Like a, a, a terrible. I didn't really look at who was speaking or what, but I just remember hearing it. Um, but you, you may recognize it when I say it. So she basically, her and her husband were in the car. They just arrived home, both busy at work, had two kids in the back ready to get in. And she just turns around to her husband and says, I'm a five. And he turns around and he turns around and says, don't worry, I'm at least a 30. So um, I'll handle tonight. And you just, you just take a back seat. So like being very transparent about your energy levels and your ability to cope with the the stresses that are going to come, making dinner, getting kids in the shower or the bath, getting them to bed. Um, I thought that was quite strong. Um, and it just comes down to communication. Like sometimes you might always be at 50% or 80 or not always, but sometimes you might have 50% um, and your partner might only have 5%. Just being open, being honest. Is is that, uh, is that self-awareness though? Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be very good at self-awareness. And so like, like, so like does, does self-care, is, is self-care like basically correlation of mm. self-awareness? Because yeah, if you're yeah. if you're self aware enough to be like, I'm a five, yeah, then then at least you're able to to like kind of put a pin on how you're feeling, and then if if you put a pin on what you're feeling, then there might be things you can take or do to either lift it or not lift it, like sitting in a room on your own, <laughs> just chilling out, yeah, or yeah. going for a walk or going for a run or eating some vegetables or going to the gym or you know what I mean. So self awareness is kind of a pretty important part i think yeah and i I mean i don't think you're going to do much self-care if you're not self-aware 
That needs to be pretty self aware. No. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't, yeah, I don't, that, that, could you be that open or do you see that being a good thing, I guess? I think it prevents I think it prevents resentment and arguments. Yeah. You know, because uh yeah, because it, it it's like I think I think as human beings we've we have evolved to understand like how to build societies and one of those is this reciprocal relationship. So the reciprocal relationship is like you do something for me, I do something for you. Yeah. And it's it's like we we view relationships as like 50-50, like they're conditional. And in well, if if I'm right and correct in saying this, this person, this um, author Brene Brown, she's uh, she's completely right. Is that you know it's not it's not about fifty fifty. It's 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 bollocks. Yeah, like that, that's not what makes a good partnership. You know, there's there's certain attributes that I'm sure you have that your wife doesn't have or Rebecca doesn't have, and there's certain attributes she has that you don't have. Yeah, that's not fifty fifty, and that's the point. Because it's about, you know, it's about mixing of those two things that either opposites like complement or they kind of, they swill together and work well together. You know, like Laura's very empathetic, uh, much uh, more emotional than I am. Certainly uh, very kind, organized, uh, caring. Although I am some of those things, but I'm not as much as she is. But I'm very systematized and very pragmatic and very kind of direct, and that's kind of helpful because then it doesn't. I don't allow my emotions to potentially cloud a judgment of something like where we put our money or where we buy a house or yeah, how yeah. we discipline our children or you know. So I guess that's kind of like that, that communication thing. It's if if you just realize that it's not fifty fifty, I think there's a an element of self care in that because you're being self-aware that you're able to communicate to your wife and say, Hey, I'm not doing okay. working, but today's not, today's not a good day. Like just, can you just take some slack? Yeah. 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 I guess. I, I like that. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think it must, I wish I, I need to find that podcast because yeah, it's just stuck in my mind, but I can't remember who said it. Maybe I should Google it. And, uh, yeah. Um, there's, there is, there is something about the self-care thing that, when remember that graph that I think we talked about where how people spend their time as they age. Yeah. Yeah. And like this alonement thing, like being alone is such a massive part of it, part of that like lifespan. And there's like part of me feels like when when you're talking about uh, you know, what some men potentially struggle with, and they cover it up with things like exercise and going for beers and I don't know, just doing stuff rather than sitting quietly somewhere writing it down or thinking about it but doing it on their own yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that like alone time is is self-care I, 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 I love alone time just because it's it's a bit less complicated than generally any other types of life <laughs> uh, yeah but it yeah. is but it's, it's it is like being like sitting alone like was it what's your your favorite author stillness is the key yeah but isn't that a thing Mr. Ro Mr. Ryan Holiday um, yeah, I would, I'd fully agree. And I think you mentioned it in one of the podcasts that like you want to take yourself away to a forest or a log cabin somewhere and lock your phone away. And that's it's an extreme. extreme. It's a bit extreme because um, I, th I think the thing that I've found is certainly this year having having realised, or I, I, I know it deep down, but having realised that my value isn't in my doing. Like yeah. Standing, standing holding a camera pointing it at someone and directing them has value and people pay me for it. But it just, it, it takes up so much space. Like it takes up so much of my time, my energy, my focus, everything. Whereas if I kind of take that bit out and then apply a couple of other things that allow me to have like 80% of that time back. Yeah. It allows me just time to think. And like that alone time, that space to not only think about what I want to do in my business, like where do I want to take it? How do I want to drive it? But also to actually go, you know what? Sitting on a train to Wigan is not what I want to do. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's like, that's quite, that's quite a scarce commodity for most people, especially like someone like you, Neil, who works in a, like a corporate environment, in a job, and you have to do the stuff. I think it's quite a tough, a tough thing to then create space. Cause like, it's like a job, like, you know, when you, you know, when you were at work at Thainston and if you wanted to go for a break, you'd have to like schedule it right for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you smoked, <laughs> you could just, you could go out every hour. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a bit like that with, if, if you turn around to Rebecca and said, Hey, I'm just going to go outside for two hours on my own. <laughs> She'd be like, what? Why? Yeah. Yeah. But because it's good, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think we we we've learned through um, trials and tribulations of like just being open and say like, right, I need a break, or I need to take some time, or can you do tonight? Um, I think yeah, and I think that 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 helps the communication thing. But I also want to get to a point where we're like, if it is Bernie Brenny Brown, whatever it was, it's quite uh, a good book. Yeah, I remember. I can't remember what it's called. Was it highly successful people or something? Can't remember. Yeah. Um, what am I saying? Yeah, just be being that that next level of openness to Rebecca and saying, "Look, I'm a five. Like, can you deal with tonight? Um, if she's but got does it? But does it? But what happens if she's a one? Well, I've got more than her, so I take it. So that's that's <laughs> this is it, right? This there's there's then. Yeah, I, I I agree. I do I do think the communication thing is important, and you know I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. What but I'm the, saying is the I scoring think, thing, and it's kind of yeah. Because is it's your like, one actually a well? One? Is your five actually a five? Yeah, exactly. Is that but you find that don't you? Like when you're when you've got kids, you're like, yeah, but I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, but I'm I'm more tired. Well, yeah. what time were you up at five? Well, what time were you up at six? Well, you had a lion. <laughs> we, we, we've both got garments as well that gives us a sleep score <laughs> so you can compare the sleep scores <laughs> um, one thing I had a, a quite a, a revolutionary turnaround this week so uh, the last couple of nights at the start of the week I'd rubbish sleep quite stressed at work just like waking up at three in the morning and just processing work stuff and um, I I think it was Thursday night just before I went to bed I was like, right, I'm going to put everything that's in my head about work down on, my, on a bit of paper. I wrote three pages of just stuff that I was concerned about. It was floating around in my head that maybe needed action and that kind of thing. And I had the most soundest sleep I'd ever have. And I woke up on the Friday morning. No, this was Wednesday night. Woke up on the Thursday morning. Still had nothing work related in my head. I was like, that's fine. It's all captured on that, on that bit of paper. I don't need to process it. I don't need to do anything. And that was just a massive switch of like taking all my thoughts down and being comfortable that it's somewhere else. So it doesn't need to be in my head. I don't need to process it at three in the morning. And yeah, I don't know if you've ever felt that. Do you, if your head's just full of, I don't know, stuff, you're processing loads of stuff. And I think the, I think the biggest, I think one of the biggest problems, I think one of the big problems with just internalizing it is that it's like a, it's not a conversation. It's just, it's a one way street. But whereas when you write something down, you can spell check it, you can delete things, you can add things, you can reconstitute, yeah, yeah, reconstitute it, regurgitate it, like reconsider it. And I think then it becomes more of a two-way conversation. Yeah, I like that. A two-way street. Well, because it, it, like if you just, if you keep, if you keep stuff in your head, it doesn't, like it's not it's not a conversation it's it's just it's just a like you're talking to yourself i fi- i find that anyway i don't know how other people find it but yeah. i find that i'm just i'm talking to myself rather than like together with myself and if if i write it down and i write these things down then i feel like i'm i'm able to have a conversation going no that's not quite right that's not that's not actually how i feel like let's change some words or move things around a little bit and that feels much yeah, much more of a two-way street, and then it it feels less toxic. I think. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd agree with that, and I think you you do realize the stuff I was writing down. I was like, I don't need to be worried about this. I don't need to be stressed about this. Like, there's a plan. Things just take time. Yada yada yada. Um. So yeah, I guess if if anyone is out there that self care can also be 
just sit down with a notebook and write write shit, write stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it, I think there's a perhaps I don't know whether there's a difference, but there might be a difference between taking a pen and piece of paper and a piece of pencil and a pen, and then write physically writing it rather than um, typing it out. I guess I think there's probably there's probably something in that over uh, typing it out. Yeah. I wonder what the science is because I wrote it out physically, but yeah, I don't think I get the same the same kind of relief just typing it in a OneNote or a, a Apple Notes. Yeah, um, there's other stuff you've got here from ChatGPT. Physical health that's definitely got to be a foundation. Yeah. Oh, one thing. Yeah, that, that picked out that I probably am aware of, but I haven't talked about it before. Is like your kids are learning, like they're learning by you doing. So if they're con- if they're conscious of us taking breaks or us taking time or sometimes Rebecca Isla comes up to you in the morning and says Dad what are you writing down what are you like what are you what are you doing and I just say oh I'm writing my plan for today or or something like that so yeah I guess it's, it's quite um, yeah they they learn by observation and if they're seeing parents take breaks hopefully when they're older they realise that yeah it's okay to have downtime it's okay to so go for that run, put that plaster on type thing. But even, but even Olivia, like Olivia, when I, if I go for a run, she goes, daddy running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just those small things, I think. And that, that awareness of if you're, if you're a young dad, then it's not just you that's going to benefit. Hopefully your kids will learn that writing things down, keeping fit is all good. Yeah, there's there's a little bit about even being specific about what you're writing down. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm just I'm thinking about my emotions. <laughs> yeah, it feels weird weird to say out loud, but that's kind of what you're doing, right? <laughs> just wanted to capture for the podcast. I asked Isla tonight just before bed, what you most ex- she always talks about her birthday and like what she wants to do for her birthday party and stuff. And I'm like, do you realize that you're kind of wishing away time and like when you get to your birthday, you're going to be a year older. And she was like, she was kind of pondering. And then I said, um, w- what makes you excited about getting older? <laughs> and her response. Deep conversation for an eight-year-old. Yeah, I know. Her response like to the word was, I get to be in charge. <laughs> I get to be in charge. Wow. I, wish I, I wish I had a microphone to record it because I've, uh, I need to capture that in my head. Like, yeah, well, I've captured it now on the podcast, but it was absolutely hilarious. Like it just wants to be in charge. <laughs> it's Isla down to a T, though. Like, why does she want? Why does she want power? <laughs> like, what's know. that? What's that well, all about, Neil? She, she loves to control the boys, and she, like we always tell her, "You're not in charge. You're not the mum or the dad. Just leave the boys to it." And I think she's obviously, yeah, she wants to be in charge. Yeah, fair play. I mean. With, you should be. You should have been like, well, with great power comes re- great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, you can start paying the bills and. Yeah, well, yeah, you can start paying the bills. You want to be in charge, then, you know, whoever holds the money. But it's, um, one, it's one of those moments where I want to re- remember for her wedding speech or whatever. Just a, when she turns eighteen or something or twenty-one, just a, a big, the the memory of. When she's eight, she, she was eight years old, her response to what, what makes you excited about growing up, not like getting a job or getting a house or having kids, being in charge. Do you think Do you think that's a, she's using a word that's kind of associated with freedom? Oh, yeah, she sees her mum and dad and... Well, because yeah. she can't, she can't control, like control or being, being in charge is control. Yeah. And you know, a, a basic a basic wish for most of us is to to choose what we do, when we do, and how we do it. Yeah, interesting take on it. Because she's also at an age where, um, she's also at an age where she's she's aware of her abilities. Like her development now is the point where she can communicate clearly. In terms of you know what she wants to eat and what she, where she wants to go and what she likes and what she dislikes, physically she can do that because she can run and she can carry herself and move around. But the things that are restraining her are really you and like your eyes of what 
she's actually capable of because you have the hindsight of time where she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So she has only the hindsight of a short period of time that she remembers of her life, which allows her to reflect and be like, well, I couldn't do it then, but I can do it now. So then clearly I'm capable of doing it tomorrow yeah. and then the next day and the next year and whatever else. Whereas you're 25, 24 years ahead of her and you can see that she's not physically capable enough. She's not got the mental capacity to deal with it. And you're also terrified because she's your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Is it a... Does she just mean freedom? She gets I think she free. might do, yeah. Yeah. So then, how how do you do that for her? How do you how do you make her feel a sense of independence without losing the grip of fatherhood? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Come back to me on that one. I think it comes age as well. She needs to get to her like five more birthdays. <laughs> nah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's purely it's purely a it's purely a a dad thing. Like you're 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 holding on to your baby daughter rather than because she's she's capable of going out and doing what she wants. She can go to the park on her own. Yeah, so she she's allowed to go to the small park. Yeah, like she, she we, we there, there's definitely boundaries we've set that give her more freedom. Um, we've talked about if she wants to walk to school, she's more than happy to. She gets to go to the Does toilet she get herself. Money yet? No. Okay. There's the, the, yeah. There's a. And I need to do some more research, but there's a weird thing about pocket money. Like, it shouldn't be done for jobs because that just is the kind of. Our, our, well, no, our, you don't have to do it for jobs. You just, you just you give her five quid, and you say, "Look, uh, you, you can if you want to get yourself some food when you're out in the park or whatever else." Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, she's like when we're in restaurants now, and she needs a toilet, she'll go herself, and that's uh, uh, normally it's like she needs me to go there, but. Now it's it's fine for her to go and maybe you should ask her. Maybe you should ask her if if dad if dad was to give you more responsibility, what would that look like? <laughs> yeah, tune in for the next episode. <laughs> That'd be quite fun. Yeah, like if she turned around and said, "Oh, I'd like to buy myself something," or "I'd like to go out with my friends." Like, just ask her what she sees as in like she wants to be in charge. Then what what does in charge mean? What does that look like? Yeah. And if she says, oh, I want to do my own thing. I'm like, okay, well, what's your own thing? Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll speak to her tomorrow morning. See what she says. There's also the other things in the chat TBD thing. You've got mental health matters. Becoming a father comes with increased responsibility. Changes in routine, added stress. It's essential for dads to be aware of their mental health and recognize that it's okay to experience range of emotions. Taking care of mental health is not a sign of weakness but rather a proactive step towards being emotionally available for their family. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, communication, seek support. Yeah. Go, what's the other things? Set Be boundaries. kind to yourself. Boundaries. Um, seek support. Yeah, what's that one? Like, seek support from friends, family, professionals when needed. What did you do when you had a, when you had your first kid? Because you were pretty, you were like, you were very young, and you were like fourteen or something when you had your first kid. So, <laughs> yeah, how did you? I wasn't at fourteen. I think I was like twenty three, twenty four. Anyway, um, in doggy years, you were fourteen. <laughs> I don't think, um, like, I, I probably that naive naive age where like I don't need support. Really. Yeah. <laughs> just had a kid I'm 14 I, uh, I do it myself um, yeah and I think I've spoken about when the twins came I was a bit more mature and yeah need, needed help and we, we got some help from somebody but and I'm now even more aware I think it, I think it comes in more being more mature like just being being able to hold your hand up and say, "Look, I need some help," or "We need some help," or like it's again. Did that only come when you were? Did that only come when you were at the edge of of uh, being broken, though? Hmm. Maybe rather than maturity. Maybe, but I think if it wasn't, I think if it wasn't as mature, then I would have just tried to write it out and see what happens. Yeah. I think there is there is some link to being to like self awareness, self care, and your level of maturity. I think if you're young and naive, you just think you can handle everything and do everything. I think that's anybody in the first experience, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. 
there's a bit of stubbornness, I guess, and those kind of things. And maybe some people are better at, you know, getting over the stubbornness. But I don't know. There's kind of there's something about just there's something about pushing your abilities in anything to the absolute limit, and then asking for help. Yeah, yeah. Because then you at least have you at least you have like some workings. Yeah. You know, you have you have something rather than just saying I can't do this. You feel much you feel much less capable and you feel much more useful if you're able to describe what went wrong. Yeah. That's fair. But yeah, there's there's obviously boundaries to that in terms of you don't want to push yourself too far. <laughs> yeah, but what's too I don't, does anyone ever get too far? I think it's people that kill themselves. Being morbid. People kill themselves because they've got they've gone too far. I don't think they've gone too far. Well, I, I think they've gone too far in terms of they should have reached out for help sooner. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. They just like kept going or kept trying to process it or kept trying to do something that obviously wasn't working. Yeah, the never-ending sort of spiral. Yeah. What are we yeah, end the podcast? It, <laughs> Sensational. <laughs> Hope people tune in for the next one. Um, yeah, I have no idea if that was going to be helpful that as a helpful podcast or not, but maybe it was. But the um, yeah, the idea of if you don't, if you're stuck in a rut, don't really know what to do with your life or what to carry on or how to uh, recognize what's good, bad, or indifferent. I guess there's the ideal calendar, there's the ideal week, the grave gravestone and then the kind of you know high impact low effort kind of quadrant thing um that's what we talk about communication neil's neil's now permanently a one so he doesn't have to do any uh, <laughs> chores around the house uh that's that's all, how much would, what else do we talk about oh being alone like actually yeah. spending some time on your own especially when you've got kids and a family and a wife and yeah. a work and all sorts of other things going on writing stuff down is like a two-way street instead of a one-way street just in your head there you go that's it Gordon Greenhorn 2023 <laughs> either way uh, ladies and gentlemen thanks very much for listening to episode 85 of the Developing Dads podcast if you uh, aren't listening on Spotify, I have no idea where you're listening on to this podcast. It's probably Apple Podcasts and then some other weird one. Uh, for any of the three and a half listeners that got here, if you do fancy it, leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on. You probably Spotify. That would be very nice. I can't see them, which is kind of annoying. But um, yeah, whatever you're leaving, it very good. Uh, this will be up on YouTube, I'm sure, at some point, And you can check out any reels that Neil eventually posts on uh, our Instagram, Developing Dads. Um, either way hope you're all well hope you're good and we'll see you in the next episode cheers cheers <laughs>